This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Thanks for joining us on The Morning Run. You're with Julian Ng as well as Sharon. Okay, talk, talking about a social cause of a different kind. Last week, Deputy Minister for Women, Family and Community Development, Hannah Yeo, commented on the growing trend of children abusing their elderly parents. She remarked that abuse senior citizens tend not to report these incidences. Yeah, and it's also worth noting also that when we talk about abuse, usually the first thing that comes to mind is a physical abuse. Uh, but um, Minister Hannah Yeo, she's referring to also emotional and financial abuse and she says the ministry is working on a legislation to address unreported abuse that is um, would be holding roundtable dialogues on this issue. So uh, to help us unpack um, this more and give us more insights, we have Professor Dr. Tan Ma Pin, consultant geriatrician at uh, University of Malaysia. Um, Leia. Professor, thanks for joining us this morning. What are the most common forms of abuse faced by the elderly? Good morning. Yes, um, from research done in uh, the University of Malaya, we actually know that the most common form of abuse is financial abuse. But that doesn't actually necessarily ring through that that's definitely the most common cause because um, that's probably the most commonly reported abuse. Um, abuse such as neglect is very difficult to define and um, when it comes to other forms of abuse such as verbal abuse, uh, it's probably not recognised and um, sexual abuse will probably not be reported. Um, Dr Tan, uh, the, do you think that the abuse is a result of you know, the lack of education in children? Oh, I think it's really unfair. The poor, the poor children are being indoctrinated at school now that they have to look after their parents when they grow older. I say that for a fact because I have two school-going children and that seems to be all they're being taught throughout the whole primary and secondary school curriculum and they then become very judgmental upon their peers when it comes to their peers being perceived not to be caring for their uh, parents, uh, their older parents. And it's it's becoming almost a social ill, if you like, because instead of actually working together as a community to look after our older population, we're now pointing fingers at each other, saying, why aren't you looking after your parents? And you know, a lot of times you hear older people say, what to do? Um, they haven't taught their children how to look after them, that kind of thing. So we are seeing the the Ministry of for Women, Family and Community Development trying to legislate uh, this kind of thing. Uh, how do you think a legislative structure would look like uh, to protect the elderly? Yes, and um, I think the fundamental mentality about protecting, caring for, providing for the elderly needs to change. Older people are not elderly. Um, elderly is actually quite a derogatory term, meaning, um, you know, needing assistance, and it's quite outdated. We shouldn't use that word anymore. Um, and we should actually use words like older persons uh, or even elders rather than elderly or senior citizens, a term that actually commands respect, reflects their wisdom um, and also their dignity. Uh, and we need to remember that our own Prime Minister is 93 years old and does not need care, does not need protection and definitely does not need to be provided for. Um, so we need to change the mindset that older people are people to be provided for but, but actually remove um, our perceptions about the capability of an older person and that includes the older people themselves. So what we, what we are aiming for is empowerment, not care. 
And and so uh, when when you couch it in those terms, uh, do you mean to yeah. say that there are already existing legislations, uh, you know, the do not harm thy neighbor type of legislation, which exists to give protection to all members of society? Yes, and um, we need to remember that um, legislation, the law, is the lower level, lowest level of ethics. So, um, what the law will provide that does not necessarily actually stop older people being abused. Um, because, you know, they won't report it and, you know, putting in a case takes so much time that very, very few people actually um, actually pursue down that route. But um, to be honest, what I, I really feel is we need to actually um, change our culture. But the law is, has a place and the law needs to look at empowering older people. So the law needs to say that it is no longer acceptable to refuse someone a job just based solely on their age. It is not acceptable to discriminate against um, someone based on their age. That's what the law should say. And we also need to build in laws that will protect older people who unfortunately, if you get older, you're more likely to get illnesses that will make you lose your ability to make your own decisions affect your mental capacity. So what we really need to do is to provide laws that will help protect people who have loss of mental capacity to continue to make decisions. In your opinion, who else should the government include, uh, you know, other stakeholders uh, to get a sort of complete 360 degrees, you know, to, uh, you know, handle the situation? Yes, um, I think the government is trying very hard. And um, uh, over the last few years, um, people that I've worked with, so I'm a geriatrician and I work with uh, Ministry of Health geriatricians as well as gerontologists, um, at least aware of what's going on. But there's still a feeling that we're not being involved enough in some of the decision-making. And there is a, a, a tendency to actually react to public sentiment. You know, um, and this is particularly relevant to, um, to, to the elder law, if you like, because if, if we are going to say um, our, our children are not looking after older people and therefore we're going to legislate and punish those who are not looking after older people, it is actually um, not a very progressive way of thinking. Um, it just brings me back to the days where people used to put uh, debtors into the prison, debtors' prisons. You know, if, if you look, if you put the adult children in jail, who's then going to look after the older person? So it's not going to work. Um, what we really need to do is to build better social protection um, in order not to push um, adult, um, adult children who are looking after their parents into actually uh, an area where they can no longer cope. Um, we call it a loss of caregiver mastery or lack of caregiver mastery. And they often then react by lashing out and the older person gets abused. And the financial difficulties often come with having to care for, uh, provide long-term care for an older person. And if we can actually prevent that happening, then financial abuse could actually potentially be reduced. Thank you so much for your time. And that was UN Professor Dr. Tan Malpin talking about uh, care for the elderly people. And we're coming up to the ATM news. And uh, after the um, news, we will have the breakfast grill where Joyce Go uh, will be interviewing the uh, Malaysian Competition Commission. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.